0: You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, on along with Will Hill on the Sports Better's Paradise, talking some college bowl action. Will, last time you were on, a winning, uh, a winning day, a, couple, a two in one day. So, uh, congratulations. How's your bowl season going so far?
1: Going pretty well, you know, up until yesterday, just in terms of an entertainment standpoint, it's been kind of ho-hum. The games haven't been great. The matchups haven't been great. You know, it's a lot of Georgia Southern versus Buffalo and New Mexico State against Bowling Green. You know, you're just talking with your friends like, man, these bowl games are kind of boring. And then uh, we get rewarded. We get a treat with an all-timer yesterday. We were just talking before the show started about, you know, these books probably took a money line down when there's two and a half minutes left. Kansas is out of timeouts. They're on defense. Arkansas is at the plus 30-yard line. I mean, you could play that game a million times over again from that point, and, and maybe Kansas doesn't win any of them. Just uh, such a crazy confluence of events. Not that Kansas came back and won, but if you took the two and a half, you won and just a crazy game, and that was one where I had Kansas. So uh, I, I think it's better as betters, we always tend to harp on the bad beats we have. We always play the victim in our own minds. It's like I'm totally guilty of it too, but that's one if you had Kansas and you cashed on that, that's one to keep in mind for, uh, for the future for a bad beat.
0: Oh, I had Kansas, and I was a very fortunate. We had a, a hell of a run. Uh, in the bowl season. Uh, I've compared it a little bit to um, the NFL draft as far as the information based uh, in the uh, steam chasing is kind of it's it's kind of cashing in. Now, Troy was a big line movement that did not uh, cash. I'm sorry, the UTSA was a big uh, sharp play that did not cash in. We were actually on Troy uh, in that game but it uh, had a much worse line at minus three than the uh, plus two and a half that it went off at. But Heck of a bowl season so far. It's just, I mean, these the opt outs are give you an giving you an indication of where the motivation is, and we always used to speculate on motivation. We tried ticket ticket sales and things like this, but the opt outs are giving us that level of uh, motivation and interest, a uh, morale on the team that we've seen in a while. So um, it's, um, you know, Pittman. I mean. Man, when, they call, when Kansas calls their last time I with 2.37 to go, you take two knees, that's that's going to give them maybe a minute 10. You try a field goal, a minute 10 with no timeouts. Kansas is not going to score twice. But um, easy to say now, but hey, it happens. Mario Cristobal, uh, when right. he was at Oregon against Stanford, right. uh, go back to Joe Pasarczyk, go back to this year with the Raiders in New England. I mean, it happens uh, sometimes. If you just don't take a knee and I'll leave it. Did you watch into the Wisconsin game? The, the clock was done. Yeah. Wisconsin just had to take a knee. Luke, right. Luke fickle. I don't know what he's trying to do. Uh, team was already covering. So he's not looking at the spread, right. Uh, trying to impress people, but he's running plays down at the goal line when the game was over and he didn't have to take a unnecessary
1: risk. Yeah. And you, you not only risk a turnover, you risk your players being hurt. And like you said, it's easy to say after the fact, you never think he's going to fumble, but Hey, things happen. And, uh, just just an incredible, incredible game. I wonder how many people, you know, sat there and, and turned it off. Because not only down 15 with no timeouts, two minutes left, but it's a 25 point game end of the third quarter and Kansas had their opportunities where they you know kicking field goals they're punting it's like man this was a tease if you had Kansas you're right in this game with a couple of plays here and there and to come back and uh, force the overtime and that's a good feeling when you got the two and a half and it starts to go to the two point conversions because you can just kind of exhale and and enjoy the ending knowing hey no matter what happens here I'm going to catch my ticket so that's a a fun way to watch
0: only one way and that is if uh, your team goes second they get the two point conversion and they get a return for two too, right uh, is the only way you can le- uh, lose that one, and I cite the USC Arizona State game, the first year of overtime in Tempe, uh, when they uh, uh, Arizona State scored and they returned uh, a, a fumble for a touchdown to win by thirteen. All right, Will, let's get to well, we put you on a hell of a assignment here, huh? Iowa and Kentucky, will you got that one? <laughs> I mean, you talk about an Army Navy type of a total, uh, one and a half in thirty-one. Uh, is the line, money line is Iowa minus one twenty-two. Um, uh, Kentucky, uh out Levis. And um uh, and there's gonna be a lot of mixed opinions on Levis and his NFL prospects. Um down the SEC, hmm, good, but not great. And then you look at the draft analysts and they have them all on the um, uh, you know, in the first round and Easily in the first round. Now, he did get hit a lot this year. The offensive line was not nearly what it was. That's why we like the Kentucky win total over, I'm sorry, under before the season started. He's out. They're leading, uh, their top two rushers are out. Rodriguez and uh, Cavassier Smoke are both out. And so Kentucky down to a third string running back are for already an offensively challenged team. And if you watch the game against South Carolina when Levis was out, it's a big drop off. Now, Iowa, they're down to their third string quarterback. But is it a drop-off? Well, the, the quarterback for Iowa has no college attempts uh, this season. So Petras in that offense. Iowa's been a massive under-team this year. So the line is Iowa 1.5-31 in this rematch of a New Year's Day bowl last year.
1: Yeah, I think 70 million Americans suffer from insomnia every year. I think we might have found the cure, Jimmy. I think you just put him, plop him in front of this game, and uh, we, we might get some people who, who fi- finally found their cure because, like you said, it's going to be a typical Iowa game. They played last year in the bowl game. Iowa was up late, fourth and one, midfield, chance to ice the game, and they punted. Kentucky came back and scored, You know, typical Iowa being conservative, and Kentucky won the game 20-17. to 17. And so I think we're looking at a pretty similar game, close, low scoring. But if you look at last year, you mentioned Will Levis was the Kentucky for quarter was the Kentucky quarterback. Wandale Robinson was that receiver for Kentucky. He went 42nd in the draft. Will Levis is gonna go, what, top five, top ten, you know, somewhere in the first round. Those guys aren't gonna be there. So I think, like you mentioned, one team, you know, losing your quarterback isn't the same for both teams. Iowa uh, Petrus is very replaceable where Levis is going to be a big drop off both these teams are playing freshman quarterbacks, so I think this game the style favors Iowa they know how to play these ugly low scoring sort of grimy games with defense, field position you know lots of punts uh, I would take Iowa here. I just think they have a better roster. And look, we, we can all make the Iowa jokes, and I make plenty of them too. I just did. That's a really good defense. And, you know, they've had plenty of chances all year. We saw the Broncos on Christmas just say, you know what? We give up. Our offense isn't giving us any help. Iowa defense never quits. They play hard. They play well. That's going to be the best unit on the field. So I think Iowa figures out a way to win the game uh, with a low total of 31. I don't like laying a point and a half, two and a half in these bowl games because what happens is, Teams down seven, if they score a touchdown really late, you, a lot of times they go for two and the game lands on one, or if they leave on, enough time on the other end, it lands on two. So you know what? Don't don't lay the one and a half. Just take Iowa on the money line if you're going to bet them. Uh, this could easily be 13-12, uh, 14-13 you know, type of game, especially a game with a low total, that point and a half, two points. Uh, I think it's at one and a half now is, uh, you know, dangerous in in a low-scoring game. So just take the money line. It's a little extra juice, but it's worth paying it where you don't want Iowa to win by a point. You say, man, I had the right side of this, but I I lost by a hook here on one and a half. So I like Iowa. I think they figure out a way to get the job done. This is not going to be a game I'm going to watch a ton of, but uh, I I do think Iowa wins a close, low-scoring game. Yeah,
0: um, I'm with you, Will. I I like Iowa in this spot. And the great thing about Bet Rivers on their app or on the website you have that sliding alternative scale. So you can uh, just buy it to minus one at minus 118, or you can lay the money line at uh, minus 122. you actually get a little bit more value minus 122 uh, on the money line uh, that you prefer at this point. I got to tell you, Will, though, and, and, and we're on the same page, and Bruce Marshall, executive editor of the Gold Sheet, has been with me over 25 years, taught me a long time ago, it's not just the player, it's who's replacing him. And man, the one thing to lose your starting quarterback for Kentucky and another thing to lose two quarterbacks for Iowa. I mean, who's playing at a lower level as a group, uh, a power five uh, a program at quarterback than, than Petrus? I mean, they right. have been just uh, unbelievably uh, challenged offensively uh, this year. So, uh, you know, another little angle I like to is hasn't happened a lot. But from my memory, when t- teams play in a bowl game and they play the very next year, it does favor the team that lost a little bit. A little bit of a revenge factor in the bowl games. Again, we're looking for motivations, almost trying to create angles of motivation in a little bit one of there as well. So uh, we are both on Iowa. I tell you what, as low as it is, how are they going to move the ball? How are they, I mean, these are two really good defenses. You're losing your main skill, guys. How are they going to move the ball a lot? So you just got to stay away from uh, turnovers in your own territory. This will be a punt fest in Iowa and Kentucky. All right, let's look at the next one. It's uh, Mississippi State and Illinois. Of course, uh, the tragic loss of uh, Mike Leach, who he lost uh, right at the end of the season. Uh, the But nobody did more with less and in Power 5 Leagues at low-resource, low-expectation programs than uh, Leach did. Lubbock, Pullman, and Starkville I challenge you to a, a, a more obscure area of parlay than that three-teamer. Mississippi State's 1-46 against Illinois. Illinois, I th- thought that they would be excited to play. Um, hadn't been in a bowl game every year. They've had a good, t- a good uh, team. They have a good season. You play an SEC opponent. Everybody gets tired of the SEC being shoved down their throat, so it's always a little extra motivation for an outsider playing them. But they lost two top DBs. They lose Chase Brown. And who leans on a running back more than Brett Bealum and Chase Brown this year? Sixteen forty-three and thirteen TDs. The touches are way out the roof. Sixteen forty-three is third in the country. So uh, in Mississippi State this year, if there is such a thing, ball control, air raid with Mike Leach, their snaps are less and there's a lot of short underneath best where the clock is rolling. You're looking at the first half in this one, the total is at 23 and a half.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting when these celebrities die or people you've never met pass away, it's just some of them hit differently than others. And this one with Leach, I don't know. We just saw him on Thanksgiving coaching. He was such a likable character for the sport, so funny, such a good ambassador for college football. So still hard to get used to the fact that he's not around. So uh it, it's really a bummer and you know, not to bring the betting aspect into it but this is a betting show it it makes it hard to handicap you know is this something where mississippi state rallies around the game or is this something where they've been just sort of bummed out and distracted the last month i think the fact that they're playing the game shows that they'll be into this uh but like i said i do like the under if there's one thing we've seen with leeches teams with these air raid teams they have struggled in bowls because that's a very timing based precision uh finesse sort of offense and when you have five or six weeks off look Mississippi State hasn't played since Thanksgiving night where they beat Ole Miss uh you know when you have five or six weeks off sometimes that timing gets disrupted and it takes a while to get back into the flow so we've seen some of Leach's team struggle and get upset in bowl games so I would look at an under here especially in the first half you figure hey it takes Mississippi State a little while to get going they're Defensive coordinator Arnett is going to be the interim coach, or I guess he's the full-time head coach now. So maybe they're a little more conservative, yeah. you know, punt on fourth and short, uh, just just play a little more defensive style. Uh, again, it, it makes it hard to handicap here because. Illinois, like you said, really good in the secondary, but they're missing key guys in the secondary. Mississippi State got some good receivers, but a couple of them are opting out. So it's a typical 2022 bowl game where you know you have to just weigh whose losses hurt more. But I do think we'll look at an under. You know, Illinois is a typical Big Ten team, run the ball, run the clock. And I think we could see Mississippi State take a little while to get going. So I'll play under first half. Uh, 23 and a half, I believe, is the number of Bet Rivers. I'll go with the under there.
0: Uh, you make a great point, Will, because there's no doubt uh, Mike Leach would not hesitate uh, to go for it on an fourth and short at any uh, any uh, part of the field. So we'll have to see what Arnett does. Something in the Magnolia State where, I mean, Lane Kiffin, I think he was 1-5 on fourth downs in the first half alone uh, in the bowl game loss against Texas Tech. I liked Illinois before. I, I flipped uh, to Mississippi State. Not my strongest play uh, of the bowl season, but, again, things are kind of – being. Get galvanized, and there was a little bit of I don't know, a little bit of unrest where the one kid that was transferring out was uh, was public and saying, "Well, you know, Coach said I'm not tough; I'm pretty soft, so I'm going to find a place where I could be a little tough." But uh, it's 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 definitely we cannot remember an SEC coach active coach who passed. Now, Bo Ryan was hired by LSU for NC State, but before he coached his first game, he died uh, tragically in a uh, plane crash. But an active coach, you know, in the middle of the season, we have not, uh, we can't remember where a coach has passed. So uh, Mike Leach, and he was great in SEC media days. Everybody would start off with their opening statement. He'd just go, all right, questions he wouldn't have anything to say you guys ask the questions and we know he was great for a quote he, he would have been uh, great on
1: TV too if he ever retired three four years down the road and just gotten a TV I mean he would have just been as good as anybody he would have been you know, he would have had a long <laughs> career in TV and the media whatever he wanted to do so just uh, just awful
0: yes indeed uh, so uh, Mississippi State again one in 46 I lean toward Mississippi State uh, you put him out Not as one of my picks again Will likes the first half under all right LSU and Purdue Opt-outs aplenty in this one. Uh, LSU was fourteen and a half and fifty-six. It opened up six. It went to eight immediately on the expectation that Brom might be leaving. You now, if you look historically, you know, coach leaves, interim coach coaches the bowl game, not a big deal. I mean, there's no strong lean either way. Well, not in the transfer portal era because coach leaves, not fired, but leaves. Players follow him. Players are easier to, uh, to enter the transfer portal, and that's what happened here with Purdue. Quarterback opts out and several other players. That was an all-of-a-sudden thing, and it went from 6 to 8 to 10 to 12 to 14, now 14.5 14 and 56. LSU has been a slow trickle of uh, guys opting out. Uh, Allie Gay, a defensive lineman. Another, line, another defensive lineman, B.J. Ogilari. Another defensive lineman, Jaquelin Roy. You do couple this with Mason Smith, who was lost in the Florida State game. LSU's entire front four, start of the season, out. Very talented group, but very thin group. And then, Keshawn Boutin opts out as well. And now he will enter the NFL draft. So, a lot of things. Uh, Jaden Daniels has elected to come back uh, for another season at LSU. But his status is not complete. He's probable, but figures to be a little bit uh, banged up. Kind of like the SEC championship game where he could only play half the game against Georgia. LSU is 14.5 and 56, Will.
1: I like LSU here. I think you can only look towards LSU for all the reasons you just mentioned. Purdue is just missing so many guys. The quarterback, pass catchers, you know, key sides um, key guys on both sides of the ball, all three levels. And if you remember, LSU was in a similar game last year. Remember they played that weird bowl game against Kansas State after all the bowl games had already been done. It was like a weird Tuesday night. And LSU had all the opt-outs, and Kansas State beat them like a drum I think we'll see a similar game, just the inverse of that, where LSU is just much better, much deeper. To me, this is going to be the JV versus the varsity. Uh, you know, LSU is just bigger, better, deeper, faster. I know the 14 and a half is rich, but I would lay it. You know, if you want to look at a different angle, maybe you just go LSU first half so you don't worry about a backdoor. Maybe you go LSU team total over. But I can't bet Purdue here. I know 14 and a half is a ton of points for a bowl game, which is basically you know an exhibition game, but to me it's LSU or nothing. This is just a total mismatch. Uh, based on all the guys Purdue's leaving, uh, th- losing the court, the coach who's tremendous will probably do a good job at Louisville. Uh, to me, this is LSU all the way. I think they win this game, and I think they win it comfortably going away.
0: All right. Uh, so LSU in that uh, early kickoff on January second, of course. Uh, The major bowl games, uh, normal New Year's Day bowls are being played on the 2nd because Sunday is the 1st and the NFL will occupy that uh, schedule. New Year's Day with no no
1: college football. I mean, how weird is that going to be? New Year's Day, no college games? It's weird. The NFL
0: rules, baby. They don't care anymore. Thanksgiving night, no longer. Christmas Eve, Christmas night. I mean, they are... uh, Occupying, but I do think with uh, with some of that scheduling, will with the Denver, L.A. and the Arizona, uh, Tampa Bay, I think they are forcing us to uh, spend time with our families yes, during those uh, holidays. Sure. <laughs> so they're putting the clunkers out there. NFL will uh, switch now. Monday Night Football will. I think the last six games uh, of the season will have flex opportunities there. So Will Hill, Iowa, in the money line minus one twenty two. Uh, first half under 23 and a half in the Mississippi State-Illinois game. And LSU minus 14 and a half. I like Iowa and I like Mississippi State in those games. For Will Hill, I'm Jimmy Otto on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Reverse Network.